Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. How's everybody doing? Good. Okay. I think the mic works. Haley, great job. Let's give her a hand in the back. They don't ever get a hand in the back. Wow, that was very nice. Last week, we started uh, our, our exciting series, which y'all were like, yes, yes, Pastor Daniel talked about purity and love, and y'all were so pumped. You know, y'all stared at me all, all week, all, all night, like I had kicked your dog in the face in front of you. That's how y'all were looking at me like this. And you know, we were on the juicy top, topic of, of what? Self-worth. Self-worth. Sorry. Someone's like, it was uh, self-worth. And this is why. Because when people in dating relationships that you should not be in, in friendships you should not be in, in places you should never be in. So if we can foundationally find out our self-worth is found in God and what he thinks of us and what he has done through us, that's where our self-worth is found and not in the things of this world because the things of this world will fail and will fade. One day, these great looks and this great build and physique I have will fail one day. You don't believe it, but it's true. So we, we, all these things are going to fail, but God will not fail, right? Were you with me? Did I just kick your dog again? Y'all are like staring at me like, oh. I was having a talk with a guy this week, and he knew we were doing a, a purity series, and he said, how in the world do you talk with a youth group on a subject like this? And I said, well, you just sort of stumble your way through it. And he said, and he's been married for quite a few years, uh, probably eight to ten years. And he said, you know, no one ever spoke with me about it. Uh, and I went down a road that was not one I'm proud of. My wife and I both were on a road before we met that we weren't very proud of. He said, and even, he said, as we talked, and it was just a real conversation, he said, you know, even last night we had a, just a hard heart-to-heart heart. And sometimes when you're married, some nights, and there are certain times you have this heart-to-heart heart talk that is painful, but good. It's very good to have, but it hurts, and you've got to work through some things. And he said, you know, we had a heart-to-heart, heart and, and it dealt with our past relationships, and it's still com- com- coming back sometimes from after eight or ten years. And, it, and, it, and, it, and this way he said, man, I'm so glad that at least you're, you're, you're trying to talk to the students about it. Because if I could tell them my story, I would say, be careful. Because the decisions that you make right now, right now, will affect 22-year-old you, 25-year-old you, 30-year-old you, 40-year-old. And you go, well, I don't believe it. That's not true. It's true. Talk to any adult who will be real with you about life, and they will say, it is true. What you choose to do now affects you later. All right, nice and heavy. All right, are you ready? Good, yeah? I am, um, my wife and I, um, we were asked probably six months ago to go to UNF, uh, the school, and there's a na- navigators group there, and we were asked to come in and speak to this group of college students about date- dating. I'm 49. She is much younger than I am, but older than the, co- the college students. And it was funny because it's been... 28 years since we dated, or 26 years since we dated, and we're in that. And so they were asking us to come in. And so some of the stuff we're going to share tonight are some of the exact things we shared with some of those college students. Okay? So are you ready? Um, <clears throat> I've, I've, like, switched my notes all around, so I'm going I'm to toss back and forth on it. Um, t- t- 
So t- tonight, uh, Love and Purity Week 2, I want to speak about something um, that for some of you is going to be in your face. It's going to hit hard, and, and as soon as I begin to talk about it, you're not going to want to hear anything else I have to say. Uh, for some of you, you're going to hear it and go, that doesn't affect me at all. And it may not affect you at all right now, but there will be a time in your life the odds are greatly for it that it will affect you. And you'll have to make a choice. Am I going to choose what God's plan is for my life or am I, am I not? Paul, we're going to be in the book of uh, 2 Corinthians is where we'll be tonight. And Paul is writing to the church of Corinth. And the church of Corinth is a wreck. Just some background. They're a mess. Paul has tried to teach teach them, to speak to them. They've not received what he said well at all. And so he's just trying to grill into them. You've got to get this, people. You've got to get this. And if if you've been in our our youth group for four years or seven years, some of the things I shared tonight, you will have heard before. Because you just got to get this. It's that important. And But Paul writes, and we're in 2 Corinthians, we'll be in chapter 6, verse 13 through 18. In verse 11 and 12, Paul says to them, I have opened my heart to you, wide to you, and you've not received what I've said. That's sort of, sort of the gist of, of what he said. I've been trying to help you out, speak truth to you, and you're not receiving it. And then he says this in 13, In return, I speak as to children, widen your hearts also. He's saying, just as I'm opening my heart wide to you, would you open your heart to me? Very personal, very... Um, intimate thing to say when you're saying that to someone. Hey, I, I want to share my heart with you, and I'd like to hear your heart about it too. That's, that's more than a, a simple, high conversation that you have a lot of times. It, it takes you to a deeper level. And so, with what I speak to you tonight is um, uh, because I care about you, and I care about where you're going to be five years from now, ten years from now, 20 years from now. And the things that I'm going to share with you tonight are the exact things I share with my own kids. Exact things I share with my kids. And so in a lot of this, I'm, I'm speaking to you like I speak to my own kids. And so I'm going to ask you, just listen and look at what the Word of God says and just be real. God, is this what, how you're calling me to live? Is this the plan you have for me? Um, let's, first thing first, real quick, Marriage is a gift of God. Uh, it's an institution of God. Second, uh, second Gen- Genesis. That's a new book I just wrote. Uh, that's not Genesis chapter two. Um, God. It says that He brings all these things in, in front of a- Adam. He's made Adam, and He sees that there's no match for Him. There's nothing good for Him. He's like this. He, he names them all, but there's there's nothing that's a partner for Him. And so God puts him to sleep. He takes out his rib, and out of the rib, He forms woe man. Whoa, man, is what he said when he saw her, evidently. And so, so he, he makes this woman, and this is what it says in verse 23. Um, uh, then the man said, this, is last, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. So he sees her and says, oh, this is good. This is good. And this is what it says next, verse 24. Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Marriage re, 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 relationship. Biblical marriage between a man and woman, gift of God, ordained by God. Do we understand that? Are y'all getting married this next week? Hopefully not. Better not be or we're having a talk. Um, You're not, but this is very important for you to know because we're talking about love, 
purity in dating and how does that fit in? Because there's a time in your life, usually as a teenager for a lot, of all of a sudden you're like, hello, where did they come from, right? And, and so, so ha, wh- why do we have that and how do we deal with that? Um, <clears throat> understand this, <clears throat> when uh, that d- dating isn't a real bi- biblical concept. The dating word is not in your Bible at all. But there's truth in the Word of God that we can take, and we're going to take a look at one right now that, that deals with relationships that we can very well apply to d- dating in your life. So understand, it's not that specific word is not in here. Now, when I was growing up as a teenager back in 1988, um, just a few years ago, this is how date, 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 dating looked. You saw someone you liked. Guys, you would get the courage to ask her out. She could reject you, or she could accept the invitation to go out on a date, but you had to put yourself out there, and it was the scariest thing in the whole wide world to do. And then um, uh, you might date, and then you might break up and ask somebody else, and then you might date again, break up, ask somebody else, finally get engaged, get, get married. That was how the scene looked for me. Today, it's different. Would you agree? This is what I wrote down on what the dating scene looks like to me in 2021. You meet someone. You stalk them on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever. You stalk them. You know you do. You're like, I don't do that. You know? Uh, uh, And then uh, you begin talking. What's talking? I used to tell people, I I talk to my mom. I mean, what is this? What's wrong? Why, Why do we call it talking? Yeah, we're, we're talk, talking. That's great. So glad you learned to open your mouth. Um, and then you finally get the urge. And uh, I think, I don't know whether, you don't say I love you, but you send like a heart emoji on a text. And that's a big deal. You're like, oh, wow, we have just taken us to the next level. Well, some of you are like, it's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and then for the first time, you might have a face-to-face talk at this point on FaceTime or something, right? And it's one where it's like late at night and you're talking about nothing important, but it's wonderful and your heart flutters and you're like, all right, I'm going to bed. All right, I'll see you later. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, you hang up. No, you hang up. Oh, no, you hang up. And it's, it, y'all know it's true. And then you actually might go on a date. After all that, and all of a sudden your Snapchat official, I don't know if that's a real thing, but I just like the way it sounded. Uh, you start going steady, and then you've got to do a TikTok dance in order to prove to the world how majestic your love is. And then you break up after three days. Is that about right? Why is it so complicated? Because we're cool, Pastor Dan. Just the way that we, that we roll. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about this thing called dating. Um, I will t- say this, when I, when I dated, there was one girl uh, that I asked out, that I was going to ask out, and I wasn't just going to ask her out, it was a, a girl from the, the church I was at, and my buddies at the church had dared me to ask her dad if I could ask her out on a date, at a Sunday night social buffet thing at the church, and I'm like, I'll ask her dad, no problem. So I went up to him, said, hey, Mr. Corey. Well, no, if I could uh, take Angie out on a date. And he looked at me and said, 
Nope. <laughs> Wiped the grease off his face, and he turned around and kept on getting some food. And I walked away and sulked, and it was bad. So that didn't work out well for me. Um, <clears throat> we're going to stand together right now and jump into our main text. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. If, you, if you've got it in your Bibles, turn there. We're going to start in verse 14. I want to ask you to stand with me. Just as a reminder, as we hit our main text each week, we stand in honor of God's Word. Just to re- remind us, one, this is the Word of God, and we should tr- treat it as such. And this is what it says, verses 14 through 18. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Baal? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. And then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Let's pray one more time tonight. Dear God, we thank you so much for your word. God, we just ask as we just sort of walk through some of your text, sort of see what it says, and Lord, how we can apply this to our lives. Lord, help us to be one, faithful to the text, but Lord, help us also be faithful faithful that when you speak to us that we respond in obedience for it's in jesus name i pray amen everybody have a seat all right first thing it says do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers now i know of three types of yoke there's an egg yoke right you have you ever seen it who's here seen an egg yolk that's not what they're talking about here okay no egg yolk have you heard of a rabbi's yoke not cloak, I know, yoke. A rabbi's yoke would have been in when, when, when Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weak and, and heavy laden, for I will give you rest, for my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I think I got that right. That yoke there is, is the, it's the, the rabbi's interpretation of the word of God, what the word of God means. They would sort of explain what the text means. And so he says, take, take my, my, the way that I explain the truth of, God, of God's word. Take that upon you. It's not a burden. It's, to, to, it's, it's not to wear you down. It's to give you rest and encouragement. That's not the yoke we're talking about here. There's a third type of yoke. What's the ter- third type of yoke? Leva? What? Very good. So it's this 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 wooden contraption. I should I've meant to throw some pictures up, but it's just a it's just it goes around the the neck or back of the animal, and it makes it so this this oxen these this team can work as one and do twice the they can carry it and share the load and do the work together. So that's so it's very important that you look here and go. Okay, so we're talking about a yoke. The yoke we're talking about here is that type of yoke. But let me explain it because there's a there's a better way to explain it, and it's with a broom handle. I need somebody to come up here that can take a lick. No, I'm kidding. Ben, I was about to come. Come on, Michelle. Come on up here. Um, I'm not going to hit Michelle. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 22 verse 10 says this: Do not plow with an ox and a donkey plowed uh, yoked together. Do not plow with a and so you might ask, well, that's sort of weird to say. Why would you not plow with a, an ox or a donkey yoked to, together? One, because be, that's what we would call to be unequally yoked. I'm the ox, you're the donkey. 
I love you, babe. Um, and so say that this is the yoke, right? Is a, okay, a yoke is supposed to be level on both of them so that they can share the load, they can do the work. If I'm, I'm holding up anything. If, it, it, <laughs> she's not. I'm doing all the work. Um, I'm sorry. Are you finished? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, I married this girl for a reason. Um, so, she's the donkey, I'm the, uh, the, uh, the oxen. I am going to have much more power than she is. True or false? True. Okay. So, our goal is, if we're an ox, a team... Or if we're, she's a donkey, I'm an ox. Our goal is still to plow a straight line. That's what we're supposed to do. It doesn't help to plow curvy lines. You want to plow straight lines to get the field right. In life, we want to, where God has called us to go, we want to go straight where God says call. We don't want to get off base. True? False. True. True. Okay, we want to walk the path that God set before us. When we're unequally yoked, this is what can occur. I'm stronger than the the donkey. I will take bigger strides and steps than she will. Are you going to hold on to this edge right here? I don't want you to go flying. Okay. All right. So because, well, let's back up. We need room for this. Oh, Are y'all with us still? Y'all like, this is fun just watching y'all just be awkward. I feel like you're fixing to decapitate me. It's like right at my neck. Talk back to me, woman. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> sorry. We're probably, just, we need to kill the live stream on this. Um, so, I take big strides. She takes small strides. Okay. No, you're not doing small strides. Yeah. We've, we've worked on this before. Small baby strides because you're a baby don- yeah. donkey. All right? Small strides. Small. Small. Okay? And so what, ha- what is going to ha- happen is if we're not yoked together, if we're not a good... Is she okay? Are y'all, are y'all Okay. What's great is this. You will never forget this. You won't have any clue of what it means, but you'll never forget this. Um, we, can't, we, we can't go straight. We can't go straight because we're, 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 we're not paired co- correctly. Does that make sense? If, if anything, we're going to start to go straight. She's going to get tired and become dead weight. You dead weight. And no, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> this is... This is like a bad skit, skit guy. Skit. I did a good job. You did a great job. But that's just going to make me be stuck, and I'm going to drag this lug, sorry, across the field. All right? Thank you. Very, very good. So let's give her a hand. Gosh, that worked so much better in my head than it did just then uh, in life. life. So do we get... A ox and donkey are two distinct, different animals, and they're not going to—they're not going to work together to get the job done. True or false? Okay. So when we we we, we see, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. That's what it's saying. It's saying it's not going to work out. And then they begin to give some examples. Keep going to verse fourteen. For what partnership has righteousness and? Lawlessness. Right, righteousness is obe- obedience to God's law. law. Lawlessness is disobedience to God's law. Can they be joined? No. No, they, they're two opposites. What fellowship has light with darkness? Where light is, darkness flees. It cannot be where it is. They cannot work t- together. Verse 15, what accord har- har- harmony has Christ with Bilal or Satan, right? No, nothing. There's no partnership between them. 
What portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? The common goal of a believer should be this. I want to honor God with my life. Jesus gave his life for my sins, and I don't have to do these things to be saved. He has saved me by faith and faith in him alone, but because he has saved me out of my sin, I want to honor him for the rest of my days. That's what a believer lives by. Non-believer lives by eat, drink, or be merry, for tomorrow we die. The Burger King philosophy habit, you, your way. Those things are two different. Do we understand that? Okay. Do you believe that? Not that do you understand it. Do you believe it to the point where it, it affects choices that you make? And they're big decisions that you make. It goes on, verse 16, what agreement has the temple of God with I- idols? You know, in Deuteronomy 5, 9, uh, it says this, you shall not bow down to them or serve them, talking about idols. Uh, and then it says, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity an- a- of, uh, of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Those who worship idols it's 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 hating they they hate god this is the opposite of who god is so let's get back to what we're talking about before dating dating's not not in this at all the word dating it's not here at all but this is specifically talking about close personal relationships for the rest of your life you mean pastor i can't be friends with someone that's not a believer in jesus no that's not what i said I said close, your closest, tight, personal relationships. These are relationships as in who you will date slash marry. Equally yoked, not unequally yoked. It is who are your closest friends, who you heed their advice. If they're not a believer in Jesus Christ, are they going to give you godly wisdom? Probably not. I, 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 I can say No. Can they get it right every now and then? Sure, they can. If you're in a business partnership and you want to do business that honors God, you should be equally yoked, not unequally yoked. So it's very key on relationships. Are you, are you with me still? And I just skipped my first point somewhere. Ah, oh, that was my first point. Y'all didn't even get the first point yet. It was way back when I started to talk about the yoke and Michelle became dead weight and made me lose my place. Point one is this. A believer should only date or marry a, non, a, a non-believer. A believer. A believer should only date or marry a, a, a believer. It, it's, it, there, there's no in-between. Well, we can make it work. We can, Pastor Dan, I believe in flirt to convert, baby. You know, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I tried it way, way back. It doesn't work. Okay? It, you know, it, uh, missionary date, dating, which some people, oh, I date because I'm going to bring them. They will bring you down so quick. You think, oh, I'm strong enough. No, you're not. You, <laughs> you are not. And I don't say that to belittle you. I just say I've heard that time and time again. It goes on verse 16. It says this, I will make my dwelling among them and uh, it says, for we are the, the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk 
walk among them and I will be their God and they shall be my, my people. And, and because we are the temple of the living God, because, because Jesus Christ has changed our life and we, all, we are called to be separate and set apart from the, from the world, he says this in verse 17, Therefore go out from their midst and be separate from them, says Lord, and touch no unclean thing. You should look different from the world. Well, Pastor Dan, this rule, is, this, this is what you're saying. It, it limits... Um, the playing field a lot. And you don't even understand in truth how much it limits the playing field. You think just, be, just because someone goes to church doesn't mean they're a believer in Jesus Christ. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, uh, no, 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 this. It will cost you, it will be hard. Some of your friends will say, What's wrong with you? You're just being a dork. Uh, and I will tell you this it's worth it. I've talked to countless students that one said it was worth, worth it, and even more that have come to me and said, I wish I had listened to you. I sat there with a message just like this, and I heard you speaking, and I thought he has no idea what he's talking about. And I'm, I am a wreck on a lot of things, but I think I know what's going on with this. So be careful. So point one is believers should date believers. Point two is this. Don't settle. Listen to me. Don't settle. Because you're going to, some of you are going to go, I believe that's what the Word of God says. That's what I'm going to do for my life. And you're going to try to live this out. And there's going to be a point where you're going to have a choice. Well, this person's not that bad. He or she, they're, they're not that bad. They're actually nice. Uh, they, they go to church sometimes. And I've seen so many students that settle because you panic and think, no one's ever going to love me. Man, if I can find love, anybody can find love. Amen. No one went, amen. Good, thank you. Could have hurt my feelings. Um, questions I would have for you, and I've had this with youth, and my wife and I had these conversations with youth as they've come over and goes, Pastor Dan, I've met this guy or I've met this girl. And, and so this is what we ask them. Are, are they a, a believer? It's one of the first things that I ask them. And this is what I get, and we've heard so many times, oh, He's a really nice guy. Or um, she, 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 she goes to church. Or, man, like, she is super spiritual. What does that mean? Right? What does that mean? I, if y'all can tell me, I'd appreciate it. Um. So, when you look for a future, future, because you guys got time, don't panic, don't settle, you don't have to be in a rush. This is what you need to do as you go, man, I'm, I'm looking for someone who loves God and honors God. You become a person that loves God and honors God. That's what you start working on now. Look around less and work on you more. Be the someone that someone else ought to be looking for. If that's what you want for your life, I want to honor God with my life. Well, you better start being it yourself now and fight to be that. And you're not going to be perfect. Don't, you know, it's not do better, do good, just do good and be good all the time. It's a lot more than just being good. It's, it's, it's growing your re- relation with Christ. It's depending on him and trusting in him and getting friends around you that are godly, that will help you do this. Guys, 
every guy in this room. Um, when you start to look around for that right girl, can you raise the bar? And we're not just talking about, I mean, yeah, looks, man. She's got to be like 14 out of 7. You know, I don't know what that, that means. But, you know, she's got to be... And when I say raise the bar, can we look for a girl? One, attraction is important. It's important. So that's important. But can we look for ones that love, love Jesus? That will honor him? And, and that, guys, look for this. A woman or a, a young lady that's going to love Jesus more than she loves you. And when you find that, that is a very good thing. Very good thing. And you need to be the guy that a girl like that is looking for. Don't, don't make a girl settle for you. And girls... You don't just need a guy who goes to church, who says he's a Christian. You need a guy who loves Jesus. And not just because he said he does, but when you watch him and you see it, and you see he's serious about his faith, and he's serious about the Word of God. And when you start to date, it's a guy that will tell you, hey, we need to have boundaries in our relationship. Find that, that, that type of guy, and if, if he doesn't bring it up, you bring it up and see if he leaves or not. You gotta be serious about your faith. And girls, man, if that's what you want, that's who you're called to be. I've, I've, I've said this phrase over the past 25 years a billion times don't, don't settle. I've said it in crowds, I've said it one on one, I've said it in small groups. Hey, whatever you don't settle, man, be patient, honor God with your life, and see what God does. Because he will do amazing things. Just because the first person gives you the time of day, great. But that doesn't mean that's the person for you. And that love is going to last forever. We've looked within our youth group and seen those things don't last long a lot of times, right? Amen. I don't get an amen from that. Um, One little last note. I've said that phrase, don't settle, to students that were semi to very serious about their faith. I've said it to many of them one-on-one. And a lot of, not a lot, some of these students, as I've watched them through the years and they've come back around, they settled. And they would talk to me about it. And as I looked at it and saw where they are at, the ones that settled, this is what I noticed. I've talked to my wife about this, I think, the past year. I said, you know, the ones that settled, they became people that someone else would would settle before. You know, they, 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 they fell in their faith and then they just began to look for whatever was around. Their faith became less important and they, it, you know, so, so don't, don't flop, man. God's got a plan for you. You know, and, and, and this is a truth because we talk about dating. You know, and Paul writes about this. Some people may be called to singleness in this room and you're called to live your life and honor God with your life, however that is. But you're still called to have godly relationships that are equally yoked, that, that they're with believers who will pour into you. So this, this, this message is for everybody in this room, but especially right now for those that are going, starting to look around. Don't settle. Raise the bar, not only for what you look for, but who you are.
It goes on to say this. God says this in verse 17. Then I will welcome you and I will be a father to you and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Because you're in obedience to God. You're in an intimate relationship with God. And I don't know about you, but that's where I want to be. Man, Lord, help me, help me find that place often and stay there as long as I can. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for tonight. Chance to talk about uh, truths, I think, that are important to you. And God, I just ask this, that, that, that you'll help us to be faithful, that you'll help us to have the courage um, that we are going to choose above all else to honor you with every aspect of our life, whether that's who we date and whatever age or whatever time that occurs, but hopefully it's, it's later in the age and not younger in age. Uh, Lord, that, that we will honor you uh, and Lord, help us uh, above all else work on our own relationship with you. Lord, help us to be the someone someone else is looking for uh, that will give you honor. Uh, thank you for every student and adult that's in this room. God, um, just uh, help us to be faithful to you. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, that's it. We are dismissed for tonight.